God demonstrated his love for us in this, that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Today, I build on the foundation of Christ, not because of anything that I've done, but because he died for me. You know, the same gift of new life that is available for everyone here today. You know, you can start, you can make that choice today to start building on the foundations of Christ. Because you see, it isn't a question of whether we will build foundations or not. We will all build something. The question is, is yours a stable one? Is yours one that's going to last into eternity? And so I want to quickly look at what it looks like to build your foundation on Jesus. And and then there's going to be an invitation at the end as we break bread and drink wine together. We're going to remember what Jesus has done and there's going to be a chance for you to respond to that. And firstly, foundations are not glamorous. Nobody makes foundations look good. Nobody makes foundations look beautiful because they're never seen. You know, you get the right material and you make sure the house is built right, but you don't spend money making foundations look good. You know, once a house is built, you never see the foundations again. You know, as followers of Jesus, we are called to live, to learn to live like him. I love the foundations course that we do at, uh, here at Jubilee at the moment because it takes new believers and it teaches them what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And if you've been a, a Christian for any amount of time, you will know that for the majority of the time, our lives are fairly ordinary. We, we follow an extraordinary God who, who at times, he calls us to do amazing things. We see God move in incredible ways. That's not what I'm saying. But you know what? Often... A life of following Jesus is is just day-to-day faithfulness. It's the normal moments of life. As we read scripture, as we pray, as we fast, as we meet together with other believers like we're doing now, as we, we go to work and we faithfully serve God there, as we faithfully serve God as we look after our families. You know, your, your life right now as a, as a Christian might not seem glamorous, but as you are obedient to Christ, you are building something that lasts for eternity. You know, remember that we have a God who, who, who sustains the earth every single day. He never tires, he never gets bored, he never wants a break. And we can trust God in the process. That as we build strong foundations, he is preparing us for a work that he has for us both now and into eternity. You know, we can hear stories of, of great men and women of faith. We can watch people on TBN or God TV and we can envy the life that is lived, but you don't see the years of faithful building of foundations in order to prepare them that they, for the call that God had on them. You know, you see the headline, but you don't see the foundations. I was reading about John Wesley this week, and he is, uh, the headline is that he and his brother and George Whitfield founded the Methodist church movement. You know, millions have joined the faith because of that. The foundation is that every day, he would go into a little room in his house and he would spend two hours praying for the nation. Yesterday, I, I spent some time in London and I, I was listening to, to Terry Virgo and the headline of Terry Virgo is that he is the, the, the founder of New Frontiers and, and, his beginning, and from his beginnings in Brighton, thousands of churches, including this one in Hull, has been started. Headline, incredible, incredible Churches planted all over the world. And yet this man walked into a room with us 
in central London and he told us some stories of his life. And you hear how this is a man who has faithfully obeyed God. He told this story of how as a fairly new believer, he just moved uh, into a, felt God had called him to an, an estate, so he moved into this estate and he just went door-to-door evangelism, knocking on doors, telling people about Jesus. He, he describes himself as the worst evangelist ever. He said no one ever spoke to him. Uh, people would open the doors and then shut it in his face again. But he was just faithful. He went alone. He wasn't very good at it, but he faithfully said when no one was watching, no, one, no one's eyes were on him, no one knew who he was, but foundations were built, foundations of faithfulness, which we are still benefiting from nearly 60 years later. Your faithfulness might seem small and unexciting, but if we make Christ a foundation, then we can trust we are building something that is going to last. The second thing is that foundations are costly. There's a picture here that's going to come up. Next slide, I think it is. Um, No, it's not next slide. Next one. Sorry, guys, I've messed up by just doing something totally different. Sorry. This is a picture. Um, 2009, this is a a residential block was built called the, the Lotus Riverside Complex. Um, in Shanghai and what happened was before it opened the whole of this uh, tower block collapsed and um, you can see the picture there that's it on its side after it collapsed and an investigation took place and, and, and they found that the company had tried to cut costs what happened was they tried they, they used substandard materials to try and make a little bit more money they didn't spend as much as they should have and what ended is that only i mean amazingly only one person died but mil- one person is too many and millions and millions upon pounds um, were spent and lost because of trying to cut corners i've never built a house i know some of you have but i can say with a fair amount of confidence that when it comes to cutting costs You might want to choose light fittings or tiles, but you don't try and cut costs when it comes to foundations. In the same way, in following Jesus, we don't cut corners. There is no easy way to Jesus. Jesus isn't like a leisure club. He doesn't offer us a variety of memberships. Do you want peak or off-peak? You know, do you want to be a Do you want the the flexible Christian option where you can cancel at any time? Do you want the three-month free trial? See if you like it or not. I joke, but you know what? When we choose to follow Jesus, we're all in. We're all in. We don't have a backup plan. You know, we don't earn our acceptance from Christ. It is a free gift of grace. It's all because of what Jesus did. But you know, in accepting it, it's going to cost you everything. If you're not a believer here today and you're considering it, maybe you're you're thinking about going on the Alpha course, I want to explore this more. Um, It's going to cost you everything. Not a great salesman today. You know, Matthew 16, 24 to 25 says, Then Jesus told his disciples, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. If you're going to make Jesus your foundation, you can trust that it will be costly. You may lose friends, you may lose family, you may lose your reputation or your career, you may find you are moving house, you are moving city or maybe even nation. You're going to face opposition for some believers in this world this very day, following Jesus is going to lead to them dying today. Jesus makes it clear in John 15 that if they persecuted me, they will persecute you also. You 
know, when we make our Jesus our foundation, we are not choosing the path of least resistance. No, what we are doing is we are placing ourselves right in the face of resistance. You know, resistance can come from our own flesh as we work out what it means to follow Jesus. And we have to resist temptation and the, the urge to indulge in things of our former life. You know, it can come from the society and the culture around us as we choose to be shaped by truth that Jesus brings and not the distorted truth that the world brings. Resistance can come from the, the devil, the enemy, that, you know, that wants to steal and destroy and rob us of our, the life that we were made to live. I spoke about that a couple of weeks ago, about the armor of God, the battle that we are in. You know, it takes courage to stand firm in opposition. But God has given us the Holy Spirit to equip us, to empower us. He has given us all we need for everything he has called us to. You know, as we hear God's word and we put it into practice, we will know it will be costly. You know, we, but as we do that, we will build a house that the creator God, that honors the creator God, and we will live in the way that he always intended us to do. Fairly sound foundations give us security. This week has been a, another crazy week in the world of Brexit, hasn't it? I mean, it's like, I, I, I think most people, I gave up about six months ago trying to work out what was happening, but I think most people, I think even some of the politicians have given up with any idea about what's going to happen. And there just seems to be this, it's not limited just to Brexit, there just seems to be this general confusion about the world that we live in. What the world says and believes changes so constantly. You know, it's hard to predict where we're going to be in 10 or 20 years, let alone where we're going to be, you know, let know where we're going to be next year, let alone in 10 or 20 years. You know, over the last few years, there's been some stories which you look back and you think, what was that? Brexit, Donald Trump, Russian spies in Salisbury. What? Leicester winning the Premier League. Like, they're just... You know, trying to make sense of this world is difficult. It's impossible unless you have a foundation that is secure. Because, you know, when you have a secure foundation, then it gives you something to build on. You know, when the whatever your foundation is, that is your constant. It provides a point of reference to make sense of everything else. So, you know, when things don't make sense, we stand firm on the same foundation that King David stood on when he wrote in Psalm 27, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is my stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You know, when the world is a mess, we make sense of it through knowing that God is in control. You know, there is a moment coming when Christ returns and he makes all things new. I don't have to understand everything that's going on. But I, I can get confused at times. I can be a bit like, what, what, what? But I'm not shaken because my foundation is Christ. I am build, building my life on a rock which I know will never let me down. My hope is not in the EU. My hope is not in Theresa May or whoever is going to be the Prime Minister by this time next week. Um, my hope is in, not in some form of utopia where life gets better, the cost of living drops, my house price rises. No, no, my hope is in Jesus. My hope is in Jesus, that, that he will complete what he started, that he will make all things new, that a day is coming when there will be no more fighting, there will be no more illness, there will be no more death, a day where a people from every tribe and tongue will gather around the throne and they will worship the King Jesus. 
I love it. I love it when we worship because when we worship, it's like we're just enjoying a foretaste of what's to come. Oh, what a moment. You know, I don't know about you, but I want to build my life on that. I want to build my life on something that will last, and I want to be prepared for that. You know, and that means that when you are in the storms of life, you have a hope to cling to. In the parable, you see that both builders face storms. Both of them, you know, it's not saying that if you spend your life building your life on Jesus, you won't face storms. You will face the same storms. Both builders face storms. Jesus is not, building your life on Jesus will not remove you from the storm, but it will mean when the storms come, they will not take you out. You know, I have seen people in this church go through such hard times and trials. Yet in those moments, they have remained confident. Kath. So, I don't want to embarrass people, but you know, when a job is lost, when an affair happens, when a diagnosis is given, when five years ago Dan dies, when husbands die, when wives die, I have seen people, like, I, I look on and I see people struggle as they go through it. I just want to say, well done. You know, I have seen people not, I'm not saying these guys don't struggle. There's many of you who have been through some horrendous things. Having your security built in Christ does not mean that you don't struggle or you don't question God. But in the struggle, they are reminded of who Christ is. And I just want to applaud every one of you who, in those moments, you have learned to lean in, to cling to Christ. Because I want to applaud you because that happens not because they knew what storm was coming. Often we don't have a clue what storm's coming. But way before the storm comes, they have learned to make Christ their foundation. When the storm comes, it hurts. It's costly. People here still bear the scars of the storms that they've been in. But they also have a story of God's faithfulness. And they have a future hope in Christ. And that leads me to my final reason, and that's that we've got foundations that last. And the reason that we build our lives on Jesus is because, well, I'm just going to read it to you. you've got a Bible, if you've got a Bible on your phone, turn to it. This is Revelation 21. If you're going through a storm right now, pin it to your fridge. Do whatever you need to. Revelation 21. This is the future hope. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among his people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death. 
or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. And then he said, write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the first day I give water, without cost, from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all of this. I will be their God and they will be my children. I'm just going to mute this a second. What foundations are you building on today? Would the band want to come and join me? We'll probably get into our preaching series next week, I promise. Because I want to ask, what is the foundations you're building on? You know, maybe for some of us, we've realized we're building our life on sand. For some of us, you've never invited Jesus into your life. And today there is an option, uh, there is the opportunity to make him your foundation. You know, for others, you realize you've been doing the church thing. Maybe you made him your foundation. Maybe you... You said the right things, maybe you did the right things, but you know you're not living your life in obedience right now. That when Jesus speaks, you don't put his words into action. Because you see, Jesus is calling us to more than just believing. He says, you know, in that verse, Therefore anyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Notice those words, puts them into practice. You know, in the Old Testament, we see this story of Noah. Noah hears from God and, and God tells him to build an ark because there is a flood coming. You might have read it in the Bible. You might have just watched, what is it, Evan Almighty? Great film. You know, Noah's faith drove him into action. It says later on in Hebrews when it's reflecting about the Old Testament and the, what you know, we would say is the heroes of the faith. And it says, by faith, Noah, when warned about the things yet unseen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. What it doesn't say, it doesn't say Noah thanked God for speaking and then did nothing and drowned. It doesn't say that. It says, no, that by faith, Noah heard God and acted. Faith drives us to action. We are saved by the work of Christ. We don't add anything to it, but that faith produces obedience. Our obedience is the fruit of our faith. If our faith is in Jesus and everything stays the same and nothing is changed, it doesn't drive us to obedience, then I would question if your foundation is actually Christ. Because Romans 6, 4 says, when we were, Therefore, when we were buried with him through baptism into death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. We receive a new life. And as we trust in Jesus, we make him our foundation. We are empowered to live that new life. Jesus is telling this parable because he wants the people to know that they must make a decision. That they, they must choose if they are going to follow him and be obedient to his word. He wants people to do that. That we will build our life on him and nothing else. And is Jesus the foundation that you are building your life on today? Because if it is, it changes everything. 
If Jesus is the foundation, then, then what he says affects everything. Because over the next few weeks, we are gonna, we're going to look at a number of different topics that are found in the, in the Bible called parables. They're, they're stories that Jesus told. And, and, you know, some of these things might offend you. That's good. That's really good. Because some of these things might challenge you. That's really good. But as we see what Jesus says about the kingdom, as we hear what Jesus says about loving others and about prayer and about how we spend our money, we have a decision to make. Because either Jesus is my foundation and then I'm going to do everything that he instructs me to do or he's not my foundation and then I'm going to walk away from it. There's no sitting on the fence here. I hope, if you're not a believer here today, I hope you have been made to feel incredibly welcome. You are really, really welcome. Really, really welcome. Please stay around. We'd love to get to know you more. We would love you to come back next week. But I want you to know as well, you've got a decision to make. You've got a decision to make. Maybe you've been with us for a long time. You've never made that decision. Maybe you've been, maybe you're a believer and you've just not been living in obedience. The next few weeks are going to really challenge you. Really challenge you. Hopefully they're going to challenge us all because what happens is as we look at what the Bible says, the parables are used to either confront, of course to confront us. Either we're going to obey God's word or we're going to reject it. And that's what's going to happen. Every time we hear a topic, we're going to have a choice to make. Do I trust in Jesus? Am I going to do what he says? C.S. Lewis puts it this way, and he's talking about Christianity, but I think we could put it to obedience to the word as well, because he says this. Christianity, if false, is of no importance. And if true, is of infinite importance. The only thing it cannot be is moderately important. I could say the same about this. Jesus' words, if false, are of no importance. If true, are of infinite importance. The only thing Jesus' words cannot be is moderately important. Today we have a choice to make. What foundations are we going to build our life on? I want us to stand together. If you're helping with breaking of bread, that would be great if you could move now. Because what we're going to do is we're going to respond by taking bread and, and juice. This is what Jesus calls us to do. He says, you know, rem remember my death. Remember what I did for you on the cross by taking this as a, re as, as, as a remembrance, but also as, a, as an act of worship as we thank God for what he's done. And, and that what we're going to do is I would invite you, if you are choosing to make Jesus your foundation, for me, I'm, I'm choosing every day. This is not a, you don't, you're not going to decide now and it's going to be, a, that's it. Every single day you wake up, I have to make a decision. Am I going to make Jesus my foundation? Am I going to build my life on him today? If you're making that decision, and I hope for the majority of us we are, then I just want to invite you to come and, and take the bread, take the juice. Um, as a commitment, as a sign, and saying, thank you, Jesus, for your death. Thank you, you rose again. Thank you for your, that you paid the price for me. 
And because of that, I am going to live a life of obedience. And for some of you, that'll be the first time you've ever done it. And, and what I'd ask you to do is, if you're making a decision to follow Jesus for the first time, um, what a wonderful way to do it. What a wonderful way to do it. All I would ask is actually, if you make that decision, there's two rows at the front here. I just ask you to come and take the bread and wine and then just go and sit in one of those chairs because we would love to talk to you and pray with you as you make the best decision of your life that will last into eternity. For the rest of us, we're just going to come and take the bread and wine. We're going to remember, we're going to reflect and we're going to say, right, I am making it. And it might be that actually, Jesus, there are particular areas where we are not living in obedience. And you're going to come and we're going to you're going to repent of those things, you know, to yourself, you're not going to do it to anyone else. You're going to, before God, you're going to say, God, I know I have not been living that way and I am choosing to build my life on you again. Where I've been disobedient, I'm choosing to be obedient. And that's what we're going to do. If you are not a believer, you're not making that decision, there's no pressure. Just stay in your seats. No one's going to be looking at who's not come forward, who's not. We've not got to register, don't worry. Like, but just reflect. What is the foundation that you are building on today? And is it a foundation when all else is gone will last? Let's, let's sing. And as we start to sing, when you're ready, feel free to come down.